Episode 8 of Hit Bull Win Podcast is here. The official podcast of the Durham Bulls and a production of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. I'm Matt Suter along with AGM, comma, Operation Scott Strickland. Scotty, you're back. The comeback. We had to do half an episode without you. That's how important I am. You couldn't even do a full episode. And apparently it was littered with errors. It, it, it actually <laughs> Which was. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Um, so what, what are we talking about today? Uh, whatever happened to the blue monster? We're not talking about our left field wall. Mm, we are talking it's still about, there. That's still there. We are talking about a secondary mascot uh, who has been missing for a couple of years. We'll get into what happened to the, the blue monster. Staying with our mascot motif. Mm. That's a ninth grade English class word for theme. We interview the person behind Wooly Bull, which is a, a fascinating interview where we also bring up what happened to the Blue Monster. Uh, a little Would You Rather, that's back. And then we talk about the Durham Bulls All-Stars, the guys heading to the AAA All-Star game. Okay, but first and foremost, we need to address uh, some of the erroneous remarks made in Scott's absence on episode 7.5. What were they? <laughs> Scott, um, Scott was getting blown up with text messages. So I'm driving down... Uh, Interstate 40 in Winston-Salem, Louisville, Clemens area. And I'm listening to it. And uh, one of your two uh, backup guests that you... Fill-ins. They can never hold a candle to to AGM. Temporary folks that tried to fill my seat. Mentioned that um, for the first time, the balconies of Diamond View 1 and 2 were occupied uh, during two weekends ago's festivities. uh, When in reality... They're 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 full, uh, pretty much every single firework night. Now I know this because this is your behind the scenes DBAP operations uh, segment. Is for fireworks we shoot fireworks off from right in the middle of center field basically, and uh, we we facilitate those shows um, alongside the Durham Fire Marshal's office, and they make us clear out all of those balconies. So. Every single fireworks show, I call the American Tobacco Campus Security Company and tell them which balconies are occupied, and they send an officer through those balconies and clear those people out. Now, obviously, I would never have done that before if people had never been on those balconies, which was insinuated by a particular guest. Um, yes, some balconies that have not traditionally occupied were occupied during those two, those two days, uh, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of, of Stanton and Judge in the house. But, uh, but they are often occupied in just about every firework night. Uh, at least four or five are occupied. So, so that's the first uh, fake news that, that I wanted to correct. Is this considered fake news or is it just wrong? Uh, that's this a good point. News. It was just wrong. It was, it was inaccurate. It was wrong. Yes. Uh, so there's one. So but that was also his favorite memory of the whole weekend. So I don't want to like squash <laughs> that's his, a good point. My his favorite, memories. Favorite me- well, right? We talked later about making impactful moments. Well, I just maybe he just doesn't it. look up at balconies very he often. He might not. He might not. So to him, maybe that was new, right? It, maybe it wasn't new to incorrect him. to him. It was incorrect in the world, hmm. but not incorrect to him. Incorrect uh, everywhere else except for yeah. him. Now we did, we did have another erroneous comment from the same guest. Oh, which one was that? Uh, so we had said it was the first time the Bulls had sold had stopped selling tickets before gates had opened. Right. And that was apparently very wrong. Yeah, we're going to have to give a shout-out here to, to John Bishop, former assistant general manager, um, now working for the for the National Basketball Association. Uh, 
we, we, we had evidently cut off ticket sales like a lot of times. In the it old was, school. Old school. Old school, yes. Like early 2000s, yes. right? And he also brought up a good point. You and I haven't even talked about this today. We don't know what happened at the DAP, right? We don't know I any think we, of that. I thought we're, we said DBAP history. I don't remember that. We'll have to go back to the archives on that one. I mean, I'm not listening to another episode. Um, this, I'm not listening to it again. <laughs> I already listened to it. One when, we're, when I'm editing, one on Apple Podcasts to up our statistics, and then once on Spotify. <laughs> I'm not listening to it again. So... Yes. So we're talking about a, a 15, 16, 17, 18, 25 year history when in reality, what we've been around for 117 years now. Yeah. Ish. It's been a while. Uh, been a while. Yes. Um, so yeah, we had cut off ticket sales multiple times before, but eh, no in big, the modern no era, big deal. the modern era, the as post, Tim reno- post renovation era, 2014 yes. to present. Yes. Uh, which is important because we have a, so much more standing room. It's completely different than we did back then. Completely so different. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on that. One. But it's, it's still wrong. But still wrong. At the end of the right. day, it's still wrong. And we're here to we're here to fact check. Yes. We, we don't want the the viewers or the listeners, excuse me, to be inaccurate as well. We need to have credibility. Yes. And if we don't correct, who will? What's wrong? Who who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna fact check hit Bullwin podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's it's on us. Um, so there we go. We've cleared we've, we've, we've cleared, cleared the, the air. air on the controversy surrounding episode seven point five. There was a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and by that I mean one or two texts to Scott's phone and nowhere else. <laughs> but anyway, so we move on. So the Blue Monster, the Blue Monster was introduced a couple of years ago uh, as a secondary character to Wooly Bull. And Scott, go you can go into the background a little bit of how the Blue Monster was unveiled to the fans. I think that was a part of my, uh, that might have been my video board debut, actually. It was the first time I saw the video that we produced um, educating uh, the community on where the Blue Monster came from. And um, we used to store a lot of things behind the Blue Monster, the actual wall itself. There's about a uh, 10-foot area there uh, between the Blue Monster wall and a concrete retaining wall behind it. And we used to store, good gosh, uh, all the minor league front office folks they'll know whenever there's open space you just store stuff um picnic tables old signage uh all sorts of things where you might not have had room in the ballpark you, you threw it out there but i was back there supposedly uh cleaning the blue monster out this was ground strict ground strict pre- yeah pr- previous to, to Gre- director of operations strict right and comma agm comma operations strict right grease monkey strict. grease monkey strict yep uh of course, and this is actual. This is this actually happened. Uh, GM Mike Burling calls me on like four o'clock on a Wednesday and says, "You got to have everything out from behind the wall by tomorrow at noon." <laughs> and then he like went off to live GM life somewhere. You know, uh, probably ate a steak somewhere that night. Yeah, took, um, took a one night vacation to the Bahamas or something like yes, that. Yes, you know he things that he work. normally yeah. does. Yeah, that's what minor league baseball GMs. <laughs> that's the that's life right. they live. <laughs> um, so we're back there cleaning out the Blue Monster. Um, area storage area and we, we heard we heard some noises and next thing we knew um, the character the blue monster ran out from underneath all the stored items and ran across the field um, and back then we didn't actually have surveillance cameras <laughs> so we made like a fake surveillance camera with a time on it and the character running across the field uh, but that's where he was found that's when he was um, somewhat debuted. I don't remember how he debuted him in the ballpark to a, to a open gate environment. But, but, but there you go. So that, that's where he came from. 
So the blue monster hangs around for a few years. Secondary character pops up for Wooly Bull's birthday, uh, around the stadium photo photo events, um, photo opportunities, excuse me. You know, just a, another another guy, mm-hmm. another thing. Yep. Flash forward to the end of the 2015 season. A couple of people depart the Bulls front office. I won't name them just yet. Actual people. But we will get there. Two people leave the Bulls front office. Both uh, chose to leave. They left on their own power. Mm-hmm. And that was that. They go on their way. Okay. Flash forward to preseason 2016. We say, hey, let's get the Blue Monster for whatever it was. It was, it was a video, an appearance, whatever it was. Go to where the Blue Monster was last seen. He gone. And the Blue Monster isn't there. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not there. He gone. Now, in this ballpark, as in basically any ballpark, as Scott was just mentioning, you're going to have 20 locations of where stuff is stored. So you check location number two. And three, and four, and all of a sudden, uh, the blue monster is just not. He's just not. He's, he's, he's not he's here. Not here. He's, he's nowhere in the stadium. <laughs> and so, we start trying to figure out. Well, where's the blue monster? And nobody knows. And and so that was that. The blue monster was gone. Well, every so often, the blue yeah. monster will come back up in conversation. What happened yeah. to it? And the other night before uh, dinner of one of our games was probably the most in-depth we've ever gone in terms of trying to find out not even what happened to it, just who did it. Y'all were hot. I walked in who and done it? put underneath the spotlight. It was a good conversation. So the, the most named suspect is Scott Carter, the former director of marketing who left at the end of the 2015 season and who was a known opponent of the Blue Monster. He's pro-Wooly Bull. Very pro-Wooly Bull. Yes. Very anti-Blue Monster. Yep, that's a fact. Uh, so that's one suspect. Another suspect is the person who plays Wooly Bull. Mm-hmm. And we will hear from that individual shortly. And it is all addressed. So we'll let that person tell their side of the story. Another suspect, uh, Josh Nance former director of operations, also left at the end of the 2015 season. Yep. Although he's not a real suspect because he could not have cared less. He, uh, yes. Like he just, he, he had no interest. But the timing of his departure, somewhat fishy. And then another <laughs> suspect who was named at dinner, who I had never heard before, Scott Strickland. Yeah, I, I, the, that came out of left field. I mean, that... Pun intended. Similar to the Blue Monster. Yes. Uh, you see what I did there. Now, Scott, do you know what happened to the Blue Monster? Uh, Your Honor, I do not. Do you know who's responsible for the Blue Monster's disappearance? Mm. I don't know, but I've I've got a, a strong feeling who does. Okay, so what's what's that hunch? Uh, my hunch is I buy into the Scott Carter it's, uh, theory. It, it's very logical. So, it is. So here's what happens. It's something with Scott. he is in. Take out his like feelings towards the Blue Monster. It's something he would it's do. Something he would do. It's something he would do. <laughs> so. Uh, Scott, um, Scott's wife got a job in Arizona and the family shipped out to Arizona. All right. Best of luck. <laughs> that was that. But there's a lot of desert in Arizona. Mm-hmm. A lot of places to, uh, stops that can be made. A lot of stops that can be made between here and there. A lot of places to drop off a mascot suit along the way <laughs> or in Arizona. So the most, I think the most accepted theory is he took the blue monster costume with him. The current Wooly Bull performer is in cahoots. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. There's, yeah. There's a connection there. Yes. Neither one of them will admit it. And the Blue Monster is 
in in a garage in in Arizona or buried in the desert of Arizona somewhere. Um, so that's the most, and it's weird. I think that's the most logical. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, just think about it, right? Wooly Bull's stars star of the show. He wants to continue and always be the star of the show. So it, it was almost one of those things like, hey Scott, you're moving across the country. How do, about how about do Wooly we, a favor? Let's do ourselves a favor because he Scott still wants the Bulls to do well. We still hear from him. Mm-hmm. He still roots for us. Um, so he thinks that we could be better off without him. Wooly Bull says, "Hey, why, why don't you? Yeah, you want us to succeed. I want me to succeed. How about let's do something about it?" And so that's the most that's the most logical. accepted. Yes, that's the most accepted. It's so logical uh, theory in our office. Um, so Scott, if you're listening, doubtful. Uh, we will give you the chance to come on to Hit Bull Win Podcast defend and yourself. defend yourself or just admit it. Or or just bring it back and we will act like it never happened. We'll act like it never happened. Yeah. We'll, we'll delete this episode <laughs> from the, from right. the record. Uh, and if you know what happened to the Blue Monster, give us a shout. Yeah, shout out. We'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might press charges depending on what happened. Just, I do have to give that disclaimer. I don't know what the statute of limitations yeah, is in but, North Carolina on mascot thievery. But just know that's, that is a possibility if you tell us what happened or yep. if you are an accomplice. <laughs> um, but turning our attention now to a mascot who is still here. Yeah. Uh, we sat down with the person behind Wooly Bull. Now. Cool interview. Cool interview. We are not divulging this person's um, identity. We one, can't. One, because it's. Yeah, so so one, because the person doesn't want to be known as Wooly Bull. It's mm-hmm. when this person leaves the Bulls, whether it's tomorrow or 50 years from now, the idea is that the fan never knows that Wooly Bull changed, right? Mm-hmm. Wooly Bull is, is always going to be Wooly Bull, no matter who's who's behind it. And two, we're not going to divulge it because it's just sort of funny. Right. Because what we're going to do, we, we uh, changed the pitch of this person's voice. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a witness protection thing. We didn't have to do that. It's just funny. <laughs> uh, so hopefully you get a, as big a kick out of it as we did. Uh, so here he is, the person behind Wooly Bull. All right, so we're here with not Wooly Bull, but the person behind Wooly Bull. So for for this interview's sake, we're just going to refer to you as Wooly. That way we don't give away your identity. Is that okay? Sounds great. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Now that we have your <laughs> approval, um, what is it like being probably, I shouldn't say, yeah, one of the most recognizable beings mm. in the triangle? Mm. Oof. That's a tough one just because... You try to separate both of the both yourself and the character. So, uh, Wooly, getting, Wooly is Wooly. Very early. Um, I'm just portray Wooly. So, um, once the costume is off, I'm just a normal person. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's got to be. It's got to be weird, right? Because, again, you, you go to a Christmas parade or you go to a Bulls game or wherever you may be, you are the biggest star. Where Basically, wherever Wooly goes, you are the biggest star there. Yep, and try to make yourself the star of the show wherever you go. Um, but, again... And then, is that difficult? <laughs> or is it not difficult? Does it kind of come naturally? I think that you've, you're such an experienced Wooly. I think it's uh, twofold. It's just comes out naturally when you're in costume. There's performers out there that are 
themselves in costume and out of costume. Yeah. And I am not one of those people. I'm in costume. It's it's a performance, and out of costume, I'm just normal, normal person. <laughs> Is it weird when you like finish an appearance? Let's say you're at a, a Christmas parade, and then the parade ends. You get back in your street clothes. You head to Chick Fil A. Is it weird to not shout like, out shout out Chick Fil A <laughs> to walk into Chick Fil A and start like doing Woody Bowl antics? Just go up to the register and be like, "Yeah, I want a number one, no pickle, please." Sometimes it does come out, you know. Sometimes, like what? They, what do you do when it comes out? Um, no, little, you, you, you little dancing, little. So you, you know, you're you, just sometimes you dance in line. <laughs> you, yeah, you move around. You're just like, oh, this, you know. You try want to try to do antics, but you're like, oh, I gotta stop myself. I'm not in costume. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, now, now to get back to the performance part of things, um, what I think I learned when I first started working here and started working with you is that, you know, yes, there are some teams who have a mascot and it's a rotating cast of, of performers. You know, it's, it's anyone yep. who fits in the suit. It's a cast of interns, whatever that may be. Here, you are the only person who plays Wooly Bull. And... I think that's one of the things that makes the character so strong is that you've developed the character on your own for as long as you have. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But it's that, you know, this is being a triple A mascot is different maybe than being a single A mascot. It's almost like baseball players. It's similar to broadcasters that, you know, you're you're one step away from being a major league mascot. You know, talk about that that stepping stone, if you will, of, of the, the mascot world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, most guys start in college. Uh, once you're done with college, you try to find your your foot in the door, whether uh, you make it uh, as a backup performer in the major leagues or find yourself, you know, working full-time for a minor league baseball team. Um, but uh, ultimately, your goal is to make it up to that major league level and be the top performer for that team. So, you know... And it gets harder and harder every year. You know, the young guys want to come in and and take those, those take those, those jobs rooks, those right rooks. away. And um, but there's deals. there's more and more teams now, more minor league teams that are um, following what the Bulls have done um, as one of the first teams to have a full time performer and go full time with their character with their performers. And it's, it's interesting to me because when I chat with folks from other teams or we're at you know a minor league baseball conference, people bring up Wooly Bull. Wooly Bull is known throughout the industry as your fans love Wooly. Your fans, you, you know, he is the star. He's the best mascot. You know, how did you get to that point? Well, again, a lot of it is you are a professional. You know, you are not an intern who's in there twice over the summer because that's just the the team rules it's okay every intern has to be woolly twice you know you are the every, every game every performance every charity event every corporate event every birthday party you know this is your thing and so that just inherently makes you better and and from a from my standpoint and on the social media side it's a lot easier to make woolly bull a character when you know exactly the personality that he has whether he's at a game or, or somewhere else yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things you you have to take your job seriously, even though it's fun. You just have to take it seriously, whether it's, you know, booking all those appearances that Wooly Bull's at or, you know, in-game entertainment skits. You just have to take it, you know, that you're 
putting on a performance and and making Wooly a bigger bigger star than he already is. Outside of Bulls games, Wooly, how many appearances do you do? So we're at about 250 appearances per year. You know, we do we have an anti-bullying school show that we do uh, from January to March. Uh, Valentine's Day deliveries. You know, we're doing 40 to 60 of those uh, on a four-day span during Valentine's Day. Uh, we started a Halloween gram. Did 36 of those last year. So parades, birthdays school festivals you name it we're at it hospital events and again that 250 is on top of the 70 game schedule and the way the bulls go it's always playoffs so on top of that so when you think about it you have fewer than like 50 days off a year yeah you know obviously obviously there's overlap on weekends you do three four appearances on a week or on a saturday but yeah so so who works more hours you or our groundskeeper, Cameron Brendel, who's shout out episode definitely <laughs> listening to five, this. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe be careful what you who say. Works, um, who works more out? Not more days, more hours. more hours. That is a tough, tough question. Uh, we're cold. here about the same amount of time during the season, although I probably come in a little bit later than he does. Um, and he stays later. He does stay a little well, bit later. He works later. Correct. You're you're big on it. You're a big post game hangout person. Yes, yeah, I am. but he post game spread in the clubhouse. Yeah. But he works specifically. Um, Sorry, but obviously during the off season, oh, I, I, I mean, there is no off season for. There work. is no off season. December's parade season. October's all festivals, walks, you name it. So. Uh, we're going to have to go with me. There wow. it is. There it <laughs> is. It we, knew, we knew it was going to get there. It was just a matter of how. It was a matter of, like, he knew the answer from the start, <laughs> but it was a matter of how much give and take. Like, how much was he going to give Cam? How many props <laughs> you were going to give to the groundskeeper beforehand? I give him props. Hey, I got a not question. As many, not as many as Willie, though. <laughs> right. I got a question for you, Willie. Um, now, obviously, when you're in the suit, you, the visibility isn't exactly superb. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, but I've been with you when you've gone out to do appearances. I think that's one of the, the cool things. It's a little bit of a, of a uh, under-the-radar cool experience is seeing when you walk into a room of fill-in-the-blank, right? Um, I have not gone to one of your Bully Buster programs, which I need to do. Um, but I went with you this past uh, Valentine's Day, and then you actually came to Greensboro a couple years ago for my nephew's uh, uh, reading, reading, yeah, but it was uh, each parent would get to bring in a guest appearance or something, yeah. and my brother was trying to one up the rest of the parents, and we roll in with Wooly. That's bull. A, I mean, that's power move, perfect way to one up people. Move. But the reaction that all those kids have, like, I'm not gonna say it's priceless, but it's pretty doggone close. Yeah. So what's it? What's it like from your perspective? looking through your lens, so to speak, when, when those type moments happen. I mean, those those moments are just awesome. I think that's what makes the job fun and you know just memorable for me. Um, I pull, uh, last year, um, I got a quote from one of guys who was a former mascot for the uh, San Antonio Spurs. He said, make impactful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just, just making a kid smile is, is pretty impactful. Um, you know, kid couldn't be having a horrible day and mm-hmm. just 
come to the ballparks to see Wooly Bull. Um, well, yesterday, even yesterday, um, after the game was done, Bulls lost. Uh, fan came down. Uh, father was going to be, uh, he's going to Germany, military. Mm-hmm. And the daughter didn't get a chance to see Wooly. Uh, so they just asked me, hey, can you come to the front office and come see this child, or kid whose father's being shipped off to to Germany and I was mm-hmm. like okay took a picture nothing you know nothing big took a picture sign autograph but to me it was nothing big to to the person right. you know it was the world you know uh I'll shout out to our uh director of ticket ops who uh asked set that one up set that one up and he said he was about to cry so <laughs> I think it's so, cool like from a minor league baseball office standpoint the the opportunities you have like that to utilize the skills that are in your office. And for this particular example, it's using a well-known character such as Willie Bull. I know on the operations side, I don't, Suter, I don't know if you know this, um, but last July 4th is obviously a very, very busy night. There's a bunch of pedestrians going around. So egress, um, getting out of parking decks, can take a little bit longer than a normal Bulls game. Um, and so you've got these people coming down that have been waiting in line in this parking deck for a while. And two years ago, I saw they're angry, right? They're 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 ready to get out of the parking net. The kids are in the back seat screaming and hollering. They're ready to go. Well, last year, Wooly came out to the parking deck, and so these people come around this curb. They look angry, and then poof, they see Wooly, and the entire the entire atmosphere in that car changes like that. The dad starts smiling. The mom starts smiling. The kids are rolling down the window, yelling and screaming, "Wooly bull, Wooly bull!" And it's just incredible how quickly. Wooly can change the experience. They can make an impactful moment like you were talking yeah. about. I mean, I'm sure the parents are probably, wow, I've just been sitting in an air-conditioned car. And, <laughs> and that guy over there is in costume sweating. Yep. So, But that's what it goes back to. We've talked about before with different guests, just between Scott and myself, our job is to, again, make impactful moments, make memorable moments, whatever that may be. And Wooly Bull probably does that more so than anybody else in the state of North Carolina. I mean, really, you think about the, the footprint that Wooly Bull has in the triangle. You've done, you've gone to corporate, you know, gigs in Myrtle Beach. You know, you go truly around the southeast for different events um, and you touch a lot of people's lives. And I think that's one of the the most fulfilling things for me, again, from the outside looking in is what Scott was talking about earlier when people see Wooly Bull, how happy they get. And you realize that you're part of something special. You work for an organization that is part of something special. And really, Wooly Bull is our star. Wooly, Wooly Bull is the biggest star we have. And do you feel extra responsibility when when you know you put on the, the costume and you go out to different events? Or is it now just second nature? You know, you've been doing it for, for a, about 10 years now. So is it a little bit different to... Hey, I'm Wooly, and and I and I know what I got to do. Uh, I think you're you're right. It's sometimes it's second nature. You just like okay, I'm putting on this costume. But there's there's sometimes there's just those moments that that shine. Um, Can you think one off the top of your head? There's so many, but I think two that come to mind are uh, I do a walk every year for cystic fibrosis in Raleigh. And there's a kid uh, who 
uh, has cystic fibrosis and I've been doing this for, you know, again, 10 plus years. And I've done that event every year. And I've seen that kid grow from being four years old to now he's, you know, he's a teenager. So, um, so that's, that's always, that's always good. You know, you see these kids grow up, um, all these fans, their, their kids grow up and, you know, mm -hmm. some of them even have kids now. So, um, <laughs> makes me feel old, but, uh, <laughs> but I think the other, the other super impactful moment, um, and then I always, this all, this one will live with me forever is, uh, uh, state trooper who got shot, who is a former Durham Bulls player. Um, I don't, I can't even remember the year now, but, um, RGM at that point in time, Mike Burling, who's now VP, uh, asked, shout out, <laughs> shout out Mike Burling, shout out, asked if Wooly could go to the hospital, you know, just do a meet and greet, give him something, you know, you know, keep his hopes up. Um, and that to me will live on forever. Like I can't think of a better moment for the bulls for Wooly. Um, and then him coming out and throwing out the first pitch for a game. Uh, and then also coming out when, uh, Chipper, Chipper, Chipper Jones got his number retired. He was, he played with Chipper. So you know, just that moment there just seals it for me. Trooper Potts, shout out. A lot of shout outs this interview. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so now we have to turn to the really serious stuff. So Scott and I have chatted about the Blue Monster mm. <laughs> and how the Blue Monster... Not the wall. Not the wall. The Blue Monster has gone missing. And you have been named as a prime suspect for its disappearance because really, who would stand more to gain than Wooly Bull as the other stadium performer uh -huh. is just pushed out. Gone. So we're giving you the chance on record to state. This is Bob Lee, Pete yeah, Rose. Th th right here. This is, this is, I mean, this is like um, outside the lines. Yes. More or less. So here you go. Mm -hmm. Here's your chance on record. You can tell us what did yeah. you do with the blue monster? I didn't do anything with him. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're st sticking by that. I'm sticking by that. Okay. I believe he's. What happened to the blue monster? Uh, as far as I know, he was in a closet, a storage closet. Uh, and sometime during the off season, someone asked to do some type of video with him. And when I went to go get him, he was gone. He'd gone elsewhere. And that was it. Yeah, and that was and it. so you don't know anybody. You don't know anything about somebody taking him, nope. burying him in the desert in Arizona. You don't know anything about nope. that. There's all these conspiracy theories, but I don't. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Okay, so but I have no clue. Okay, so again, as the Blue Monster's biggest competitor or friend, really, whichever, friend. however you want yeah. to look at it, yeah. what, where is the Blue Monster? I don't know, but I hope he comes back sometime. Soon. Oh, that's a good cover. <laughs> wow, Willie, that's a good. Wow. Cover. <laughs> I hope he comes back sometime. Spoken well like a true criminal. <laughs> yes. <No. laughs> well I think he needs out. to come back. I think it just adds a level of, of entertainment. Um, Wooly can't, is not always seen uh, from the stands, um, <laughs> but he's doing something, whether it's visiting someone in suites or, you know, in the ballpark corner store, taking pictures, signing autographs for 
people who like come down there, but um, that's a good point. Sometimes you don't see Wooly, but he's doing something, maybe taking a break. Uh, you know, Wooly so. needs a break. Wooly well, needs a break. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because a lot of people don't realize the schedule that Wooly has to follow mm-hmm. over the course of nine innings. You know, you come to a baseball game, and it's like this at other stadiums. I've seen it. Whereas you mentioned the mascot basically walks around. I mean, heck, in, in the movie Bull Durham, the bull is literally just on the field while the game hanging is going out. on, hanging out. <laughs> and there are some stadiums where, even today, it's really not that far off. The, the mascot just roams, maybe does one or two things in-game. Wooly is, is set hours ahead of time of what that night is going to look like. So for fans who want an opportunity to meet Wooly Bull your best chance is to go yeah. to the team store at the scheduled time because he doesn't have a time, as you mentioned, where he's just walking around. But So you think the Blue Monster could be that character to, to just sort of walk around? Yeah. Kind of but f- then again, they would fulfill some spots. But then or if, even, even, I mean, we used to do skits with him. Um, but if someone took a picture with the Blue Monster, hypothetically, they wouldn't need a picture with Wooly Bull. Would you be offended would, if someone would, just wanted a picture with the Blue Monster and not Wooly? <laughs> Back in the heyday... Yeah, I would. Uh, but, but, so, but nowadays you wouldn't. More mature. Is that what you're saying? More mature. I don't uh, believe that for a second. <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, Wooly here, whenever the Bulls post anything on Instagram, uh, almost never likes a post. Will almost never like a Bulls post, no matter what it is. You throw Wooly Bull in that post, double tap very quickly. <laughs> like, it's It's unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you out on that. There's no way I believe that you'd be okay with that. And he, he's, qu- he's, he's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone back Just into gone into character. I mean, okay, at, so, at that point, yeah. I, okay, so I, mean, I, I can't. I, I'm not done with the blue monster here. So who do you think did something with the blue monster? Am I allowed to name people? Of course. Sure. Oh man, let's do it. Who do I you mean, think is responsible for the blue monster going missing? <sighs> Well, people say Scott Carter, Ooh. who is our oh, former director not, of marketing. Kind of a shout out, kind of not a shout <laughs> not, out. Not a great shout out. That's yeah. not a shout not out. A great shout out. That's um, an accusation. Not I, a shout I don't believe it was him. Where Where is he now? Um, he is in Arizona at Camelback Ranch. Okay. So, he, I mean, the Blue Monster might be in the desert somewhere. I don't know if Camelback Ranch has a mascot, so maybe he took him over there. I think we probably would have seen it by now. Mm-hmm. So um, you, but so. You do think it was Scott, or you don't? I think don't. It? Okay, so but you're not you saying think? it wasn't him. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, I think a door may have been left open at some point in time when this ballpark used to be unsecured, and someone came in and took him. Wow. Mm. It's a strong but accusation. See, but but he, you think he'd be somewhere like he popped on up the on internet. social media by now, right? There's so many questions. There's so many this. questions surrounding the Blue Monster. Who knows where he is? Or I he think could, you do. I or think or he could just be at your house. Yeah. Right. That sounds <laughs> I mean, much can... more reasonable than the things you just threw out in a I, desert I, in Arizona. You can come check out the house. The okay. Check the premises. Get some Permission has been granted. Yeah. Permission has been we'll granted. Holler at Captain Gaddy for this one. I Shout mean, out. You, you can go right now and go check it out. So. I've got to work no, today. Like, yeah. really. There's no, uh, There's no suspicion of fishy business. business. Fishy yeah. business. Okay. So I'll give you the key. Okay. You have, okay. So, yeah. so I believe that it's not at his house, but you know where it is. I don't. I wish I, I did. I just. I. I think this is a hard hitting investigative piece we got <laughs> yeah, going before, here. Yeah. This is. This is basically serious. Turned into an interrogation <laughs> so, here. And we, and no. And 
Well, yeah, a little bit because I still think you you know where it is, but I don't have any. I don't know what other questions to ask you. Yep. Um, so that's what we'll, we'll end it. We'll just end it right there. You're off the hook. Um, but Wooly, uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the insight and uh, appreciate all you do for the organization. Again, I think that on the front office side of things, I know a lot of your colleagues, uh, myself included, take it for granted. Again, when when I'm sleeping in on a Saturday in November. Um, you know, you're out there at, at a charity walk or a, again, a, a birthday on behalf of the bulls. And, and that goes a long way with our fans and creating those relationships. So, uh, keep up the stuff and, uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it guys. So that was the person behind Wooly Bull. Uh, still think he's full of it. He definitely knows what happened to the Blue Monster. Yeah. But that's enough Blue Monster talk for one episode. We'll revisit this, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that... Surprised we were allowed to talk about it once. <laughs> I had to get that in there. I'm sorry. We'll leave, that at, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave that at that. Uh, so moving on now. Would you rather? It's back. Interesting one this time. The first two have been food-related, mm. or somewhat, more or less. Uh, this one. Would you rather be an all-star on a bad team... Or a bench player slash role player on a championship team, and I can't stress this enough. We are talking baseball teams. We're not talking oh, about. Are we talking Durham Bulls? No, Major League. Okay. If you're a Major League baseball player, what okay. would you rather? And and that's it. We're not talking about front office. We're not talking about a job. If you're a Major League baseball player, would you rather be an All Star on a bad team, role player on a championship team? Do you you want to go first? Or? Yeah, this one's easy, very easy for me. I don't think you're going. Whatever you're going to say is not going to sway me. Go for it. Uh, it all comes down to playoff bonus. Okay. Playoff bonus. Uh, I want to be in the playoffs. I want to win. I want to win. You play to win the game, uh, and I want to. I want to do whatever I can um, to help my team win, and my team be in the playoffs. And I get a playoff bonus. And get the playoff bonus. Yes. More importantly, yeah, it's all about the playoff bonus for me. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, here's where I come in. Okay. I, I'm, I, I think long term. Okay. If I'm an all-star on a bad team, mm-hmm. my numbers pop a little bit more. I stick out a little bit more. I'm the only good thing associated with that team. Okay. Free agency comes around. Mm-hmm. Guess who's looking pretty good? This guy. Yeah. You sign that big contract, you end up on a different team, on a better team, and all of a sudden... A lot of ifs in here. Yeah, a lot of ifs. Definitely a lot of ifs. Uh, But look, J.D. Martinez. Not a great... Good player, not a good team. All of a sudden, he goes to the Boston Red Sox, wins a World Series, makes a ton of money. It's a big contract on top of a playoff bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I think I'd still probably rather be on a championship team. I despise losing whether yeah. I had something to do with it or not I cannot stand losing but the prospect of making a hundred million dollars a year over 40 or excuse me a hundred million dollars over 40 years not gonna lie that's pretty enticing buy a lot of cotton candy with that as as we discussed on a few episodes ago I like cotton candy uh fun fact I always ask anybody I interview for a job I always ask them that question and I, I actually don't care about the answer I just want to hear their <laughs> I just want to hear their logic you know, what, why do they choose what they choose? And granted, in an interview, the answer is usually role player on a So I'm a usual team. interview guy. For You're me. the usual. But there have been one or two people who answered like, no, like, I want to be the best. <laughs> like, 
I respect it. Sign like, you. Yeah. Well, no. I no. I don't, I don't think I've ever hired someone that that said that. But I remember it. Uh, so a little different. Are you or would you rather uh, this week? Get your get your mind thinking a different way. Uh, and staying with the all star. I'll bring it back. The all star motif. Mm-hmm. Just earlier today. Today is Thursday, August. August. 27th. Oh my goodness. Today's Thursday, June twenty seventh. Wow. That would have been Miscal- almost done. Miscalculated a little the there. Podcast number 15. Uh, yeah. So uh, earlier today, the International League All-Star teams were announced. Durham Bulls, best record in the league, sending three guys to beautiful El Paso, Texas. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, Kian Wong, and Arturo Reyes. Guys are having some pretty good seasons. Uh, you look at Jake Cronenworth and Kian Wong, the two leading hitters in the International League, as, as of this recording... Kean's at 355. Jake is at 351. The next closest batter is at 327. Got a long way to go. So it's not even like they're they're just above the competition. Yeah, especially this time of the season. That's a lot of at-bats. And then you factor in that Wong has played short, second, third, left, center, and right. I'd, I'd consider that versatile. Cronenworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Middle infielder, but who also has a 0.00 ERA. That's that's good. In right? five pitching appearances, again, as he tries to make his way as a, a two-way player, all of a sudden, now you know this this isn't something that he's been working on his whole career. He's back to pitching. Uh, struck out Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, you know that was that was pretty cool. So two pretty versatile guys. And but guys, it was interesting too when you look at our opening day roster. Those are two guys you looked at and like, yeah, these these are guys that could be prepped for big years. You know, Keen Keen was the top star of the All Star game last year, International League postseason All Star. Uh, Cronenworth came up for our playoff run and showed pretty quickly he belonged at the AAA level. He was with Double A Montgomery most of last year. Keen with a pretty impressive home run in a uh, Bulls playoff game back in 2017. That's correct. In 2017, yeah, he was. The 2017 AAA National Championship MVP, mm-hmm. and then the top star of the 2018 AAA All Star Game, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you look at Arturo Reyes, who started the year with Montgomery, was called up uh, towards the end of April, and has just gone six and two with a an ERA of 3.04, which is Scott and I talked about a few episodes back. Especially, yeah, an ERA of 3.04 this year with the inflated offense. That's a low two. Yeah. I mean, a 304 is a good ERA on any year. This year, when the league ERA is a full run higher than it has been, to have that ERA around three, it's it's pretty amazing what he's been able to do. And especially the way the the Rays and, by extension, the Bulls operate by having an opener. You know, you might have a reliever throw one inning, then you have a guy throw four innings behind him, and you mix and match. Reyes has started 10 games for us. He's been the only guy who's been the consistent starter uh, the whole season long, and he just... Not flashy, doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, but he doesn't walk anybody, gets some ground outs, and he just keeps the Bulls in the ballgame. So shout out to those three guys headed to El Paso on July 10th. You can catch that game on MLB Network live at 9 o'clock Eastern. But that'll do it for Episode 8 of Hit Bull Win Podcast, the official podcast of the Durham Bulls and a production of the Capital Broadcasting Network. If you haven't rated us already, favorably. Go ahead and give us that five-star rating. If you're going to give us anything else, don't. If you want to throw a little comment in the comment section, we'll take that. Again, if it's if it's nice. We haven't got any... We keep getting uh, Pittsburgh, East Coast City type stuff. 
People won't give that people one up. People won't give that one up. People I, I, I one love y'all. I, lo- I love y'all. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. I mean, it's... And people... It's funny because that was, uh, I'll speak for myself, a rather heated argument. Yeah. And people, you can tell, like, on they're Twitter, very passionate they're about heated it. about yes. it, too. <laughs> like, you know, we're not even talking to them, and they are, they have <laughs> strong engaging. opinions on whether or not Pittsburgh is an East Coast city. So, heck, leave that in the comment section on Apple Podcast. Yep. Just um, give us something. Again, refer us if you, if you enjoy some Blue Monster talk, if you enjoy some Wooly Bull talk. Uh, let somebody else know about it. We're, we're here to, to serve you all, and if you want to hear anything, give us a shout. So again, that'll do it for episode eight of Hit Bull Win Podcast. Until next time, go Bulls.